Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. We have a breaking news story, folks, that I know many of you will take kind of personally. Bishop Callahan of La Crosse has removed Father James Altman from his ministry and parish. This happened yesterday, late yesterday. Father Altman has been an outspoken priest who has taught the rather basic truths of the faith that are unpopular to our soft modern ears, softened by our age of decadence and generally waffling, and for that he has been removed from active ministry. So, for that, I suggest you keep the priest in your prayers, because he'll need them, and keep your priest in your prayers, too. The story broke in the evening last night, and we need to talk about it, so let's dive in. The story comes from ComplicitClergy.com. It's very short. Quote, Bishop William J. Callahan, the Bishop of La Crosse, Wisconsin, today issued a decree removing Father James Altman as pastor of St. James the Less. Father Altman has suspected for some time that his removal was forthcoming, but plans to fight the order. Father Altman cares for his 90-year-old parents at the parish rectory of St. James the Less. It remains to be seen if Bishop Callahan will forcefully remove them from the rectory. End quote. Yes, you heard that right. The priest cares for his 90-year-old parents in the rectory in which he lives. Now, why was he removed? For that, we have to hop into our way-back machine and go back in time a little bit to mid-June of 2021. Father Altman became a household name in American Catholic circles because of his hard stance that you cannot be a Catholic and support the servants of Moloch in the secular realm, men like the currently reigning Caesar in America or his allies. From an article that appeared in his hometown newspaper, we get this from mid-June. Quote, Altman's rhetoric has reached audiences around the world and has caused a divide in the religious community, with many Catholics flocking to his support, while others separate themselves from the priest. Other reporting shows that the priest requested to resign or be removed from active ministry still remain ordained, a separate action than the loss of the clerical state, or laicization, which removes someone as a member of the clergy rather than from employment. Bishop William Callahan with the Diocese of La Crosse has stated that he is seeking Altman's resignation not as a penal remedy, but as a pastoral remedy, and Altman relayed to his parish that he, was being, that he has been deemed ineffective. End quote. Ineffective. Many have asked what he is ineffective at, and I can answer that. What is the highest value in the Novus Ordo? What is the highest value in the post-Vatican II era? It isn't the practice of heroic virtue, of seeking out sanctifying grace. In the conciliar era, the highest values are dialogue, accompaniment, and walking with someone in their journey. And if that sounds like meaningless gibberish to you, theologically speaking, you'd be correct. In plainer language, the highest value in the post-conciliar era is getting along for the sake of getting along, not being a meanie-headed trad. We hear this rhetoric from Paca Papa Francis, who exoriates the traditional Catholics for being rigid and pharisaical. That label certainly would apply to Father Altman if Francis knew who he was, at least in, according to Francis, simply because Father Altman dares to say common-sense things in the faith, like a Catholic cannot support the Moloch program and remain in good standing with the Church, because all of that violates the Fifth Commandment. But the bishops are so wedded to Caesar and his dirty silver coins that priests like Father Altman can, it cannot be tolerated, period. There's no accompaniment for priests in the Catholic sense, no dialoguing with them, and no walking with them on their faith journey. All of this comes while we wait for Francis's motu proprio that will certainly restrict the Latin Mass in some way or another. It's all related. It's all intertwined. Father Altman is just part of the bigger picture in all of this. 
but he certainly wasn't the first. Yesterday, I had a story about Father Altman and Archbishop Vigano assisting a priest who lost his faculties a decade ago. That priest started an organization to help priests in their situation, and the two of them helped raise thousands of dollars for one such priest, another who has dared to teach the truth when our ears are so sensitive to the truth that the bishops squirm when they hear it. For more information on that organization, see my sources page at returntotradition.org and look for today's episode or yesterday's, and there will be a link to that organization's website. They have a lot of work that needs to be done and could use your help. Speaking of that, Father Altman, when he initially came under scrutiny, crowdfunded for his own defense, an amount totaling something like $650,000 at least. I've also heard that it was closer to a million. He has been asked to step down from active ministry in May and said at that time that he would fight the order, and many of you helped him get the resources necessary to do that. To recap that from late May of this year, from complicit clergy we get this, quote, As we all know, Father Altman has been subject to diabolical targeting for simply doing his job as a shepherd to his flock. Unfortunately, yet not totally unexpected, his opponents have been marshaled and are moving to end his career as pastor at his parish, St. James the Less, in La Crosse, Wisconsin. His flock is rising up to support him, just as he has supported his flock for all of these months. Father Altman has shown courage and strength in his commitment to give us the truth. In a culture that celebrates deception and sin, Father Altman has been a shining light to tens of thousands of faithful Catholics worldwide. Sadly, as we are all aware, our holy priests are being targeted from within. End quote. Now, clearly that piece is written by someone who fully supports him, and that's completely fine. But are we surprised at all by this turn of events? See, at about the same time that Father Altman was raising his funds, and Bishop Callahan was looking at ways of having him removed from active ministry, Paca Papa Francis was speaking to seminarians on the dangers of rigidity. I'm bringing this up now to prove a point, that the entire body of the institutions of the church will be behind the bishop on this one. Quote, Pope Francis Thursday urged a group of Italian seminarians to avoid rigidity, which he said lacks humanity, and encouraged them to ask God for the gift of docility. Clericalism is a twisting of the priesthood, and rigidity is one of the manifestations. The Pope said June 10th, When I find a rigid seminarian or young priest, I say, Something bad is happening to this one on the inside. Behind every rigidity, there is a serious problem, because rigidity lacks humanity. End quote. Rigidity lacks humanity. That is why Father Altman was removed. Make no mistake about that. Meanwhile, the same day that this was announced, we get a story from the otherwise useless U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops that serves as the backdrop to all of this. Headline from the National Catholic Register. Two more U.S. bishops emphasize the need for Eucharistic document. Bishop Mark Brennan of Wheeling, Charleston, West Virginia, and Bishop Jeffrey Monforton of Steubenville, Ohio, said the bishops are responding to an apparent lack of belief in the Church's teaching on the Eucharist. We all know what that story is really about. It's about the very devout man that I call Caesar, who we are told is so very devout, but who works against the church on every important front. And many have called for him and public sinners like him to be barred from receiving the Eucharist. This combined with the very real data that the bishops have that say that only about one in three Catholics actually believes in the real presence of our blessed Lord in the Eucharist, we have a huge issue on our hands as Catholics. And at the heart of this is whether we as Catholics actually hold to what the church teaches. I don't mean if we're living saints. I mean, do we accept what the Catholic Church teaches and professes to be true? Seven in ten do not on the Eucharist, and about the same number do not accept what the Church teaches and professes to be true on the Moloch topic. And once you see that, you begin to understand why Father Altman has been removed from active ministry. Because you cannot have priests like him being removed for teaching that old-time faith while the bishops are simultaneously trying to make a document on the Eucharist and have it make any sense at all. Because if the Eucharist is truly and really the body of our Lord, 
if he's truly present in the sacrament of the altar, if that is truly and really him, then people who are known to be in a state of mortal sin cannot receive him, no matter who they are. From the lowliest janitor to the head of the Holy Roman Empire and every one of us in between. The priests have that duty to prevent the sacrament from being sacrilege and to prevent the recipient from committing a great sacrilege at all. This shouldn't have to be said, but we live in the times where everything needs to be spelled out for us. So there you have it. Probably a little shorter than usual today due to the late-breaking nature of this story. So again, I thank my patrons for their support of this work. And it's because of them and you that I can drop what I'm doing to bring you these stories when they happen like this. As for the rest of us, please keep Father Altman in your prayers. He has plenty of resources to address this issue, but there are plenty of priests in his situation who do not. So please, if you can, go to my sources site at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast or channel with a .org at the end. And go into today's episode and you'll see the link to the organization that he and Vigano have been working with to help priests in that situation. They could use the help. Thank you again, and please pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.